Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. And on today's show, I'm delighted to have uh, Carrie Sipp, a partner at Revenue Revealed, and Dr. Paul Cox, who's the owner and founder of Oculus Skincare and Longevity Center. So, Dr. Paul, tell us a little bit about your uh, longevity center. I mean, I love longevity. I want to live forever. Well, yeah, it's great. It's based on the fact that modern medicine seems to be a little really not going towards where we want to be with our medical care for a lot of people. There's not a lot of value in medical care for some folks these days. We have a system that is based on primarily insurance payments. And what happens is we get in personalized service. We have short office visits. We have long wait times. And generally, we have health care by prescription. So my practice is founded on the tenets that we want to add value uh, to healthcare again, and we want to be physician facilitators and educators uh, versus a dictator for healthcare for our patients. And we want pay- successful people who are really interested in being healthy, and they want a partnership that helps them to obtain those goals. Mm-hmm. And what's your clinical specialty, just for people who are listening? I am board certified in family medicine and have done additional training in the area of anti-aging medicine. Wonderful. And Carrie, tell us a little bit about Revenue Revealed. Well, Revenue Revealed is a consultancy that has three partners in it. And what we do is we go into a business um, virtually. Everything is done online usually and help them see where they are leaving money on the table. We look for new ways. Don't want to do that. No, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to leave money on the table, but truly we all are unless we are optimizing every available resource to bring in new patients, customers, clients. Great, great. So I always start the show off by asking my guests, what are the trends in your industry or area of expertise that you think CEOs would be interested in knowing. Carrie, tell us a little bit about uh, how CEOs can leave no money or less money on the table. Well, trends in our industry are to uh, really the, the, the small to midsize that you're talking about, the businesses that have not gone online yet. Really, is there anybody who's not gone online? Well, you know, here's the thing: people think Paul's nodding. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> people think they're online because they have a website, but a website that's just a website is just a lump sitting that is there. So true. I mean, unless you have optimized SEO, unless you are leveraging lead generating ads, unless you have a sales funnel functioning for you so that as people find you on the internet, first you're, you're out there big, they find you, they go into a sales funnel, they can click, they can opt in to get something from you. You have created a relationship. Then they can go now to, to, to your site. They can make an appointment. Somebody could have a, a virtual appointment with Paul online. Now, to the doctor's office that's sitting a block and a half away that just has a website, they are really missing the the activation process, the engagement process. It's just like a Yellow Pages in a box unless you have activated an online sales strategy. 
one of the, I guess, concerns or I, I think um, barriers that have people from, keep people from investing more in some of the uh, strategies that you're talking about, Carrie, is really being able to tra- draw a straight line from the investment in whatever digital marketing or you know strategy that you might employ to actual dollars in the bank. Um, it's really great to get lots of traffic and attention, et cetera. But how, in your mind, does that actually lead to a, a tangible, quantifiable return on investment for uh, a CEO or his VP of marketing or sales who might be looking at this or listening to the show? Well, it's it's all in how the funnel is set up. It's all in how offers are crafted. And we actually can go in and help make it very easy for them. Uh, my partners and I uh, have probably uh, 90 years collective in... Uh, you don't look 90. Well, no, that's because of Paul. Because, <laughs> because I'm also a patient of Paul's. That's why I, I, I don't look the, the two-thirds of that that I am. But... Uh, we can go in and truly do a, a, in, within a month's time, to, a month to 45 days, help them activate this so that it's not the overwhelming, um, incredibly uh, terrifying techno hell that they think it might be. Um, a way to, to get started in it truly is to go to our website, revenuerevealed.com, and click on the video on the homepage and just take a listen to a masterclass that my partner Suzanne Duray has done. Tony Robbins endorsed Suzanne, wrote the foreword to her book, has known her for many, many years. She is the real deal. She started out by uh, co-founding a medical device company mm-hmm. and took it from the concept of the device to selling the company to a, to a major medical device company. And since that time, has started eight businesses, has seen and helped thousands of companies do just this very thing. So uh, take a look at her video and then fill out the form and we'd love to have a free 45-minute strategy session with you to to learn more about this and how we can help you not leave money on the table. Because truly, if you're not optimizing digital, it's as though you are leaving out a food group. Right. So, Dr. Paul, what about you? Tell us about trends in in, uh, in healthcare and specifically around anti-aging that you think our listeners would be interested in. Well, I think that for me, the biggest trend in healthcare is really being passionate about adding value. Um, our current system is based, like we talked about earlier, on basically insurance payments. Um, insurance payments are extremely low right now. Um, every dollar spent... Uh, in the U.S. on healthcare, only 9% of that is used for actual payments to physicians. And if you think about that, it's kind of astounding. Meanwhile, United Healthcare, uh, their stock was up 20% last year, where the average stock market gain is about 6%. Other health insurers are similar. So you can see where your healthcare dollar goes. In my world, I feel your healthcare dollar should be going to you. Almost everyone, I bet, that is a listener for you probably engages a financial planner or engages in some financial planning actively uh, in their life. I or would, they should. Yes, they should. But probably most of your listeners do. Yeah. You know, they're educated folks. I wonder how many of them are doing healthcare planning. And that's what I do is when I sit down with my patients, we actually look at what is the what is your healthcare data? 
We do extensive labs. We do an extensive history and physical. We do other testing if it is indicated by your labs and your physical. Then we sit down for an hour. We go over these results and we create an actual healthcare plan for you for the coming year. And we'll revisit that several times during that year to see, are we meeting goals? Do we need to change goals? Do we need to modify things based on what we've done so far so that this plan continues to move forward? The goal is to provide the value for your money that you're spending with us so that you can see definable differences and transformations in your own health within a year. You know, this is fascinating because for me and for a lot of the listeners, even though it's not necessarily discussed, the single biggest risk their business is something happening to either themselves or one of the principals in the business. And I've heard stories of, you know, businesses literally going out of business because something happens to that business owner and they don't have some sort of a succession plan in place. That's another right. whole other topic. Sure. Um, and, you know, there are key man life insurance policies and other things to deal with the risks around business owners and, and the fact that a lot of the value of the business is tied up in the business owner and the leadership itself. So as you think about that, I mean, tell us what what does that healthcare plan actually look like? I mean, what are you planning for? Is it just heading hedging off illness? Um, is it looking at potential like dementia, like long-term mm-hmm. stuff, like over the 20 years? What, what exactly does that healthcare plan look like? Well, the plan depends primarily on what the patient's goals are. Because in medicine too long, we've been paternalistic and dictatorial where we have said, this is what you need to do without getting the actual input from our patients. What I strive to do is say, okay, what are your goals? What are the things that are important to you? And almost always it's remaining youthful. It's remaining, you know, having, keeping your vitality, thinking well, seeing well, moving well. All of those things are extremely important to all of us. They're not only important for our everyday life, but they are important for our professional lives as well. And that can include optimizing hormones that can include decreasing risk for cardiovascular disease, decreasing risk for type 2 diabetes, decreasing risk for dementia, finding out do you have genetic predispositions to some of these issues so that we have to be a little bit more proactive to prevent these things. And so that healthcare plan is different for everyone. It's based on what are you willing to do? What are you able to do? And how can we help you maximize what you're willing and able to do so that you can remain young and healthy and vital, you know, professionally agile so we can continue our lives in a really meaningful way as long as possible? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think is is very interesting, you mentioned, of course, all the changes with uh, insurance and healthcare and the Affordable Care Act, um, which you didn't mention, but I'll mention. Right. How is that affecting your practice? Actually, the Affordable Care Act, um, in some ways, has been really good for my practice because it's really forced people in America to look at the value of their health care. And what they're seeing is that in spite of the fact that they're paying for insurance, they may not be getting any value. And when I talk about value, what I'm saying is something that they consider to be beneficial or they hold it in high regard. And that's the actual definition of value. Our healthcare system has been co-opted into something that has become not valuable for people because it is impersonal. It's treatment by prescription. There are physicians. One of the secrets in healthcare right now is the 
the high rate of physician addiction, the high rate of physician depression, the high rate of physicians, 50% of primary care physicians are actively seeking other professions right now. They're wow. burning out, aren't they? They yeah. are. It's burnout. And it's it. there's so many articles about this. And so you can imagine if a physician's burned out, how can they engage a patient? It just can't happen. So what this has done for me is cre- it, it creates an opening to create a conversation about how do we need to change our healthcare in America. Definitely want to come back and chat a little bit more about that. So just to go back to Carrie for a moment, in your mind... Dr. Paul, what does a great sales funnel look like? Because it sounds to me like both you and Carrie are very savvy, but I would love to know from somebody who is a principal who's actually benefited from some of this technology and digital marketing, what does your, you know, what does a good sales funnel look like to you? And then Carrie, I'll, I'll let you answer that question. Well, I'll tell you from my philosophy, um, I've been really blessed to be able to talk to Carrie and work with Carrie just because she helps raise my awareness of things that I don't really think about. As a physician and even an entrepreneurial physician, I'm not sometimes as business savvy as I would love to be. I wish I could go back to college and take some marketing classes and take accounting and do all these things that would have been so much more helpful for me. But what Carrie brings to me is awareness. And so I don't know what I don't know. Talking with somebody like Carrie helps take the blinders off for me to see, okay, if my goal this year is not to be a well-kept secret, because I know there are people out there who need and want my services but don't know about me, how do I fix that? And the answer is somebody like Carrie, because Carrie raises my awareness of what I don't have, which in my case was a web presence, and then helps me decide, how do we fix that? In asking the question about a sales funnel, to me what that means is that people are regularly calling my office asking for consultations and wanting to meet me and see if I might be a good match for the you know to uh, to facilitate or educate them about issues or problems that they've been unsuccessful with solving with other physicians. Great. Gary, wh- tell us what what do you think are the great ingredients in or the necessary ingredients in a great sales funnel? Well, you got to start with the the basic W's the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. So you look at who many of Paul's patients are, and you're talking about um, people who need to have their hormones optimized. Well, dang, what are women who are going through perimenopause doing at night? We can't sleep. So we're up at 2 o'clock in the morning looking at Facebook, you know, checking in to see what everybody's kids are doing. So, you know, I'm, I know I need to get up. I know I need to get up. I know I need to get up. Bam, here is uh, Dr. Cox right there as I'm sitting here looking at somebody's grandchild saying, can you sleep? You know, or, <laughs> can't, can't sleep? Still up? Got to get up in three hours and don't know how you're going to do it? Um, call me for a, for a consultation or click here for, for help. And so then you go to a, to a page where you can capture the information from the person and allow them, this is the dynamic nature of the internet, to set up an appointment or set up a consultation. Um, were he up at 2 a.m., he might be able to just click right in and talk to them. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. But they go to a page, they find out some more, and they could set up an appointment. We could set up a virtual appointment. We can do all manner of ways of bringing what he does, which is help people optimize their brains. Um, you know, when you're going through menopause, you get the fuzzies. 
Um, there's a certain irritability factor. Then there's that concern that at any moment there might be this hot flash happening and you're sitting there in a meeting and suddenly you're drenched. For people to be able to find the answer in their moment of need at two o'clock in the morning when they know they've got to get up and handle a big meeting and hit deadlines and take care of children. And oh, by the way, there's this husband or there's this wife, because believe me, it's not just the women. The men have the problem too. And so reaching out to them, meeting them where they are with what they need, a way to get to it easily removes the barriers and helps begin the education process that everybody's looking for information and a quick fix. And hey, hormones are a quick fix, truly. Mm-hmm. That's something you can do something about. So that's what I'm thinking is that it is truly getting the right information with the right offer at the right time to the right people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would just add to that, that um, something that came up for me this morning is I was kind of looking over I do have a uh, life coach and we spend a lot of time together. And, and one of the things that she said to me that really, I think, applies to what Carrie's talking about is that choice creates awareness. A lot of times we are experiencing things and we just, oh, well, that just must be this. I'm just getting older. It's, you know, we, we kind of push it off. And so when we see that there's something out there that offers us a choice to do something different, we have that aha moment that says, oh, my God, maybe I don't have to deal with this. This is real. I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. Let me call this number and figure this out. Mm-hmm. You know what occurs to me? This is kind of interesting, but there are kind of parallels here that the business that, and you asked about trends earlier, the business that is sitting there with the CEO worried sick at night about what am I going to do? How do I solve this problem? I, I don't know how to do this. It's kind of not unlike the paramenopausal, menopausal person, um, man or woman, who is up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning looking for a solution. Um, you know, there's a, there's a parallel in, in the age of where both are. The business that's a mature business that has not adopted a new technology to help them get out there and leverage everything that's available, just like the man or the woman who's not leveraged the latest in uh, bioidentical hormones to to help feel better and and be optimized to be able to do as much as he or she can do. So mm-hmm. if that makes sense to draw that parallel. Absolutely. And 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 that's really good. Um, but I want to go back to something that you you mentioned, Dr. Paul, and just mm-hmm. ask your opinion. I was talking with a colleague this week about um, the death of the individual physician care practice. Yes. And and whether or not you think that uh, that that that's the case, whether or not just given all the changes that we will you know, in the short order, be in a in a market where we don't see individual physicians with their own practices. There has been a huge switch in physician employment lately. What happened with the Affordable Care Act is that there has been, there is a difference in the payments. So when a hospital system owns a physician office, the hospital system can charge what's called a facility fee, which means they can get reimbursed at a much higher rate for the same services than an independently practicing physician. The other thing is because of the advent of um, the Affordable Care Act, we have the electronic medical records um, that have come online. What a lot of people don't know is that in the future moving forward, CMS, which is a Center for Medicare Services, will pay based on your quality metrics from your EMR. So 
if you can't prove that you're providing quote unquote quality care, which is comes from your EMR metrics, then your reimbursement rates will continue to decline while other people's rates will go up. The systems that are able to prove this most easily, of course, are large conglomerate systems. Okay. So there has been a rapid decrease since the passing of the Affordable Care Act in independent entrepreneurial physician practices of single uh, two or three groups of physicians together. Um, whether this will continue is dependent upon a few things. There are bills in front of Congress right now that actually reverse this ad advantageous payment system and roll it back. Because what's happening is that you have all these independent these formerly independent physician offices that look exactly the same. They're all over. They're all over. They're in medical office buildings. They're not attached to hospitals. They look the same but they're owned by the hospital. The patient goes in, the patients now have higher deductibles to meet. And so when they go in, they see the doctor, it looks all the same. But then when the bill comes, their patient responsibility is two to three times higher because that practice is now owned by a hospital and they're billing at the hospital rate. It's hospital-based billing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's, and it's much, much higher. And that's why hospitals are snapping up physicians' practices exactly. left and right. No, no, that's why I'm asking about yeah. the death yeah. of the individual because, I mean, unless, the consolidation is huge. And a lot of people is. don't, I mean, you know, people who are not in healthcare don't know that. Right, and that's why you, you're seeing consolidation of the largest insurers, you know. Um, Trying to. Yeah, and so it, if we don't reverse that trend, the days of an entrepreneurial physician office, a single physician office, two or three docs together, all that will go away except in the concierge or direct pay um, physician practice. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's dependent upon insurance reimbursements or Medicare reimbursements, um, those folks will have to work for a system or a healthcare system, and they will lose their independence. They'll be told how to practice. They'll be given guidelines, strict guidelines, on how they may or may not practice based on the, the quote-unquote quality metrics they're supposed to meet. The art of medicine is slowly being eroded. And it's it's a very sad time. It's kind of like when when you go and you try to get a prescription filled and because they're formularies, you can't get the exact medicine that you want. Right. But because the healthcare system that you're in says these are the ones we approve, it's kind of like, well, you know, we don't pay for that tire to go on that car. But we pay for this one. So you might have one tire that's bigger than the other three, <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's the one they're going to pay for. So nine times out of 10, people just say, well, okay. And so you lose your specificity because they try to put everybody into a round hole or a square peg. And it's just not, that's not how we are. Our chemistries are all so different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's not a one size fits all for that or for marketing. Everything needs to be customized. I agree. And that's the thing that we pride ourselves on doing. We actually sit down. My shortest appointment time is half an hour. I used to see 15 people before lunch in my previous insurance-based practice. Now I see 15 people in a day. I form real relationships with my patients. They can call me on my cell phone. It's sitting right here in front of me. 
yeah, anytime you, they want to. And you almost were late for late for my show because exactly. you took a patient call. Yeah, they can call me. They can, can text me. That? They can email me. A te- doctor who took a patient exactly. call. I texted him the other night to get yeah. a prescription, and he phoned it in for me at 730. I want him to be it, my doctor. Well, it's just, it, it's the way it ought to be. It's the way I always <laughs> thought practicing medicine was going to be. And so I go through medical school. I go through residency, and I get out. And I start my own practice six weeks out of residency by myself. And I realized that it's, you know, after 10 years of churn, 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 I can't create these relationships. I can't make a difference in somebody's life in 15 minutes. That's what I went to school to do. That's what I dedicated my life to doing. And I said, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not playing by other people's rules or their games. I'm doing it the way I know it should be. And, and, and ever since, it's been amazing. And, and that's his why. You know, when you look at why does he do that, and as a marketer, that's what I look for, is what is his why? I mean, I've had clients, one who was a, a healthcare um, consultancy, a safety, patient safety consultancy, and I didn't know for a year what his why was until finally I just broke him down, and he said, I want to go into hospitals and make patients safer because my dad was killed by a medical error. Well, boom, when that happened and we could take his why online, we could take his why and put it into articles that he started writing for a medical information service that I set up for him. Boom, all of a sudden, all these relationships opened up for him because his authenticity was there. That's what we want to do with Revenue Revealed is take the authenticity, put it online, make it findable. Have people invest in a a one-time investment to set the sales funnel up, to put this automated system in, so that then Dr. Cox is getting new patients while he sleeps. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to go out and beat the bushes for new patients and, you know, beg for referrals. He's right there at 2 o'clock in the morning when that CEO who can't sleep needs him. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I really like that I just thought about this parallel, revenue revealed. Really what she's talking about is, She's actually revealing what's the purpose of the business. And I think that's super important. You know, it's when she talks about the why, I mean, for me, I get so passionate talking about seeing people transform. I've seen people lose 130 pounds. I've had patients come back to see me after a couple of visits and say, you know, you saved my marriage. You know, this, this therapy has changed my life. You know, I'm off my sleeping pills. I'm off my antidepressants. I don't need that anymore. And that doesn't happen for everyone. But when Disclaimer. You ha- you're right. But when you see <laughs> these things, and these are things that didn't happen when I saw people for 15 minutes. And it's super, super important. And I love it. Mm. Awesome. So uh, as listeners know, we typically have a second segment where we talk about the relationship between my two guests. And you know, if you've been listening, you've heard that obviously Carrie is uh, Dr. Cox's patient. And um, Dr. Cox has benefited from Carrie's expertise as a marketer. I'm always really interested in how these relationships support us, right? Because we don't talk about it enough in business. I don't think that business, it really is relationships. You'll hear that as a cliche. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm very interested to hear Like, how did you meet each other and how did this, you know, wonderful business relationship evolve? We met each other from through a radio show. We did, actually. Yeah, that he was on a radio show and we were doing the firm, the practice with which I was working prior. Uh, We were on a radio show together and I instantly, because my passion about 
learning about the human brain, preventing heart disease, um, staying young. Uh, you know, I want to live till I don't. And by live, I mean, I really want to be vitally alive, able to, to do, you know, w- what I did when I was 30 uh, and be able to think quickly on my feet and, and, and be flexible and, um, and not be, you know, what we all thought we were going to end up being back before we got into bioidentical hormones and such. But I don't want to be a, a husk. I'm sorry. <laughs> and... Um, so listening to Paul that day, I was just absolutely captivated, and we started a, a friendship, and later it grew into um, my helping him with some business strategies, not the least of which was, let's get you known online, let's get you optimized, let's get your SEO rolling here, let's let people know who you are and what you do and put it in front of them at a time that they need it in a way that they can then turn around and start building that relationship because it is all about relationships. And, you know, people think that because, you know, you're online and there are millions of businesses and whatnot, that may, that's maybe true, but set up the right way, all of this online strategy done correctly, you can start to build relationships with potential clients, customers, um, patients. It, 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 it can work. It does. You don't have to have the technology as a barrier the technology can actually be the channel through which this relationship can can really start and bloom and grow. Dr. Dr. Cox, what are some of the kind of tools in your toolkit? You mentioned like a bunch of different things, right? right? Uh, Carrie's mentioned hormones. You've mentioned, I, I imagine, some nutrition. The person yes. who lost 130 pounds must mm-hmm. have changed his or her nutrition somehow. Mm-hmm. What are some of the tools that you use as you're you're working with your patients? We have a lot of things. Um, my practice is based on the tenets of integrative medicine, which is really kind of interesting. It's it's a newer term. And what that means to me is we are looking at how do we optimize ourselves using our own bodily systems first. Look, I know my way around medication. Um, I owned my own practice for 10 years. I saw all my patients in the office. I did all my own hospital work. I've taken care of patients in the ICU. I've been a medical director at a major hospital. I understand how traditional Western medicine works, but I've also done a lot, hundreds of hours of extra education on how do we work? What's normal for us? Because the two most important classes in medical school that I took were pathology, which is a study of abnormal tissue, and pathophysiology, the study of abnormal physiology. What you'll find missing there is physiology, the study of normal, right? We didn't spend a lot of time on that. So we studied sickness and disease. So what I had to go back and do is figure out, okay, what's normal and how do we keep ourselves optimized? And we have to be careful between normal and optimized as well. Um, Normal, statistically in America, is fat and sick. I don't want to be normal, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. We want to be optimized. So how do we do that? Well, yes, we do use hormones. Um, We use what's called bioidentical hormones. And it's really simple. Bioidentical means the chemical structure is exactly the same as the hormone that our body would make or does make. So our body knows how to recognize it, utilize it, and metabolize it. And that can mean anything from thyroid hormone to testosterone for men and women to estrogen for women to progesterone for women. 
And we use all those types of hormones, but we look at other things. We know now that there is a huge amount of medical research in the gut-brain connection, all right? If, you, if your gut is sick, you're sick. Your gut affects your brain. What you eat affects how you feel, and how you digest it affects how you feel. There are a lot of people who have undiagnosed food sensitivities. We hear all the time about people, oh, I'm gluten-free and all these other kinds of things. And we, a lot of times in traditional medicine, we scoff about that. We were told that the people who have an actual autoimmune disease to gluten called celiac disease, we were told in medical school, and I graduated in 1999, dating myself just a little bit, that if we saw two people with celiac disease... You look great for disease, your age. Thank you. He, he walks his talk, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he absolutely does. Yeah. But we were told... You if look we, a lot younger than you really well, thank are. You. Well, you know, I don't have to look... I don't have to look 35. I just have to look better than everybody else my age. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's my joke. But but, um, seriously, we were told that if we saw two people in our lifetime who had celiac disease, that would be pretty abnormal. Well, I have three friends who have celiac disease, much less patients. Things are changing. We're realizing that the food that we eat actually affects the bacteria in our gut, which affects our brains and our mood. So there's a lot going on right now, medical research. And a point I'd like to make too, Medical research is going at such an amazing and alarmingly fast rate at this point that when, by the time something becomes standard of care, which is what you get with traditional medicine, it's outdated by 20 years. It literally, if you are going to most insurance-based medical practices right now and, and you are obtaining standard of care medicine, it's 20th century medicine and we can do better. But as a physician, if you're seeing 30 or 40 people a day, you have one or two more hours of the EMR stuff to finish up for your quality metrics so that you can meet those goals. So you can get paid. So you can get paid. So you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Making less money than you used to. Yes. Stressed. Stressed. Miserable. miserable. Oh, yeah. I think it sounds great to go read some new research right now. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And for me, you know, I, I work about 30 hours a week in the office. And I spend, if I have a patient, you know, my initial consultation is an hour. If I have a patient who unfortunately doesn't show for an initial consult, which doesn't happen very often, but occasionally it does, I'm on the computer looking at research. Which is, the parallels here again are, are so perfect that, you know, for, for humans, um, before the t- dawn of the 1900s, people died at the age of 40 around the age of 45. I mean, it's just been in the last 120 years or so that people started living past the age of 45. So that kind of medicine is obsolete just as the marketing people were doing a year ago, two years ago, three years ago is obsolete. I mean, everything that we know about marketing, about medicine is changing. And if you're not staying ahead of the curve, you're already virtually obsolete. So um, the, the, they're incredible parallels and in, in the body human and the body business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we say that businesses need to have annual checkups to make sure that they are being optimized just as Paul likes to have his people come in four times a year to make sure they're, they're being optimized, but he can optimize us hormonally and we can optimize you technologically and from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Carrie, on that note, what are some of the, you know, you started off the show by talking about how um, a lot of businesses are leaving money on the table by not fully uh, revealing all of the revenue they possibly could. Uh, in your um, experience, what kinds of results have you have you seen, and what kind of a, um, 
How, like how much money are you seeing people leave on the table? Oh, it's incredible. Um, Suzanne has worked with uh, companies uh, that she's helped optimize their income 200, 300%. Um, a company with which I worked, we went from three to six million in a, in a couple of years. That's not just because of me. Many other changes were put into effect. But some of the changes included optimizing ourselves online, optimizing relationships with referring physicians. The old-fashioned strategy of your best patient or customer is your best patient or customer. How can you increase share of patient or customer? How can you gain more business from them? Well, if you set up a, a system wherein patients can easily refer to you, and that can be a very simple thing that you can do at the office, at contact, to share with them a, 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 a thank you gift. Thank you so much for being our patient. And it just happens to have in it items that everybody needs every day. Um, I got one of those. Yeah, you got one of those. And so, you know, that human contact and human relationship building is as important as the online relationship building. And that's something that I think Revenue Rebuild brings to the table beautifully that we've you know, I had people who absolutely were at the beginning of getting B2B rolling. I mean, setting up the first online sales engine and e-marketing, you know, in the, in the 90s, uh, you know, getting a business $2 million a day in sales at eight times savings of what they had been. So, you know, marrying these, these different disciplines of the online and the relationship building, and then also leveraging public relations. I mean, Paul has seen his business grow dramatically because I love to write nerdy medical articles and have written a lot of nerdy medical articles. And those articles speak to the, to the people who don't want to blow up their lives because they think they need to get a divorce when really what they need to do is go in and get their hormones checked. You know, you think you need to sell your business or shut it down when really what you need to do is have a business checkup yeah. with revenue revealed. I well, mean, because you have brain fog because your gut's a mess. Yeah, because you yeah. didn't because you didn't <laughs> exactly. sleep. And if your gut's a mess, you cannot, um, you can't get the nutrients out of your food, and so your brain is starving to death. Yeah, and one thing I'd like to add to that um, I think is super important about what Carrie's really helped me accomplish is that from someone who is not necessarily a businessman first. I know what I love to do and I love doing it. And I get super involved in that and I get these blinders on sometimes. And Carrie's really kind of opened my eyes and helped me to see that, you know, having a web presence, um, talking to, you know, doing radio shows, doing all these other kinds of things, it's vitally important to who I am and what I do as a business because if I have a if there's a cadre of people out there that I'm meant to serve and they don't know about me, we're both missing out. And Carrie has really helped educate me that it's good for me to know about these other options and these other things that I need to do. I'm not a tech savvy guy. You know, I'm good to, to, to make the iPhone work. But she's helped me realize that, you know, having a website that doesn't really mean that much these days. You have to have updated content. You have to have SEO. You have to have constantly have new reviews. You need all these kinds of things. But I don't necessarily have to understand that other than esoterically because I have somebody like her who does, who can get me to 
the right people to make sure that's all happening for me while I'm doing what I love to do. And I think that's super important for any business to realize that sometimes it's better to pay someone to do what you don't like to do or you don't know how to do than to try to do it yourself and do it badly. Great. Yeah. Conversely, I can't heal myself. I need to go to him. He knows what all those different chemicals mean in my blood. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's a win-win. Wonderful. Well, to close the show, I'd love to hear kind of what you expect, any new and exciting things that are happening in your practice that you want to share with listeners. Carrie, you want to tell us about any anything new and exciting that's happening at Revenue Revealed? Oh, lots new and exciting that's happening at Revenue Revealed. Um, the company, we have, as I said, this wonderful instructive video that just launched uh, not too long ago, wherein uh, Suzanne DeRay reveals seven core ways to add revenue to any business. And then the offer that, you know, our time is limited. I don't know how long this will last, but to have a free 45-minute strategy session with Suzanne and me on the phone is, is, a, is a pretty wonderful thing. We're also going to be doing some workshops in the Atlanta area and across the country uh, to help business owners come in and in a day's time, uh, do a quick inventory, bring their laptops, bring their iPads, and roll up our sleeves and help them start the optimization process and walk out with a plan that they can put into effect with the contacts to the vetted vendors who can help them build these funnels, get this sales system going, make this incredibly dynamic tool work for them 24-7. So we've got a lot of great new things coming, and we're very excited about all of that. So check in with RevenueRevealed.com. Find out more. Thanks. And Dr. Cox? The most important thing to me is to be of service. And so one of the things that I do that I think is super exciting is that um, for any person who's listening right now, um, if you've asked questions of your physician that you don't feel like you got great answers from, if you're like, you know, I'm, I'm just tired now. I don't sleep as well. Um, I've gained 10 pounds. I don't want to work out anymore. Or any of these problems where you're the, the, the standard issue responses, well, try this antidepressant or try something for anxiety or try this sleeping pill or, oh, you're just getting older. <laughs> if you feel like that those aren't the right answers for you, go to paulcoxmd.com, call my office at 404-843-3636. We offer a complimentary mini consultation. You can sit down with me for 15 or 20 minutes. We'll have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a glass of water, whatever works for you. You tell me what's going on. I'll tell you if I think we I can be of service and how I can be of service. And if we choose to move forward together, it'll be from the fact that we've already met each other, um, we feel like that we can create a relationship that's going to advance your health and offer you real value for your healthcare dollar. Great. Thank you guys for a great show. Thank you. Thanks so much. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.